Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. To save his life, call his wife in. Good morning. How's everybody doing out there on a Tuesday morning? It's time to get up. Pick up the phone and call me about Aaron Rodgers and the nonsense. 407 here on the fan, 877-337-6666. Oh, my God. That is the per- I mean, those two clips back to back. You can't make it up. Can't make it up. It's not a sometimes thing. It's not a most of the time thing. It's the always thing. Anything that doesn't have to do with winning, any kind of BS needs to leave the building. Oh, yeah, I'll address the Kimmel situation on Tuesday. (sighs) He's literally going to have to respond to Jimmy Kimmel calling him stupid on national television. But, hey, the BS has to leave the building. Oh, my God, you can't make it up. Man, do we need him to play. Think about how worlds have changed. I mean, it's amazing how many people and how many different things and how the world is completely different because he tore an Achilles heel. It's, it's, don't you ever wish, like, do you ever have weird things? I'm a weird guy. And I think about like changing like moments in my life. Like everyone has a handful of moments that dictated how the rest of their life went. There are impactful moments. There are, some moments that didn't feel impactful at the time, whatever the case may be. But there are there are like big moments in your life where if it went the other way, your life would be different. Not better, not worse. Who knows? Wouldn't you love to see it, though? Like there are pinpoint moments in my life where uh, if I could go back and just let me not do this and see where my life goes. Or let me see what would have happened if... You know, not to be too morbid, like, but my dad didn't die and things changed. Where would I live? Where would, what would I be doing right now if something that impactful in my life didn't happen? Or I, or I made a decision to, you know, not go to Vegas that year and run into Brian Monzo and Mark Malusis. Where would my life be? Like those kind of moments. Like just think of how different the world would be. I know that seems a bit, you know, uh, you know, a little hyperbole, a little bit much hyperbolic was the term I'm looking for. But, like, if he doesn't tear his Achilles, like, I want to know what the world looks like if Aaron Rodgers is healthy all year. Because I, I honestly believe it's as dramatic a change as humanly possible. Like, if you think about it, if he doesn't get hurt, I believe they play well and I believe they win. I believe Zach Wilson is still part of the Jets' future. I be- Like, so much changes the playoff structure changes. His interviews with Pat McAfee change. Everything changes. What we talk about on a daily basis. We could be getting ready for a Jet playoff game come Saturday. Life is so much different. If his Achilles held on. Instead, we're dealing with the same nonsense, the same old Jets, the same disaster that was Zach Wilson and the quarterback situation. The same thing, play, the, the best players questioning the coaching staff. The, the, the players who cause all the nonsense saying there needs to be no more nonsense. The, the coach and the GM talking about the mistakes they made with their quarterbacks or, uh, or not being able to overcome the adversity. What if there was no adversity for the New York Jets this year? What if Aaron Rodgers came in and did exactly what he was supposed to do? How different would life be? I want to know. 
because I can't take this anymore. I can't take Aaron Rodgers and and Pat McAfee and Jimmy Kimmel and the Epstein list and uh, you know vaccinations. I just I this is not what we should be talking about. It's not what we should be talking about. We shouldn't be talking about all this stuff. I want to know. I want to go back. I want to just see. Just give me a week. That's all I want. I just want to let me live in that world for a week and see what's better. Am I the only one who does those things? Who who just imagines life? Like, just give me a a peek. It's like that movie uh, we actually talked about during Christmas time. It's with, um, uh, what's his name? Nicolas Cage. Where he's uh, like this high-priced, fancy, uh, you know, financial guy owns a company he's buying and selling property very much like uh like richard uh richard gear in pretty woman like he's this he's in the middle of this big merger it's christmas time and then something happens and he wakes up and it's like he's a tire salesman he never got he never left his girlfriend and didn't go off to you know business school and stayed home and now he's selling tires for his his wife's company and they got three kids and his life's completely different and he gets like a month of living like that that's it i just want a week Give me a week preview of what life would have been like without Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. Maybe we're actually getting excited for a football game right now. Give me a week without, uh, you know, I wouldn't even say without Daniel Jones tearing a knee because I have no faith that Daniel Jones would have won any games. And we'd still be in the same position because they need to draft a quarterback. That's what the Giants need to do. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And I, and I don't care what they said. I don't believe if you listen to the press conference and Joe Shane, and if you're a Daniel Jones supporter, you heard what you heard, and you're probably wrapping yourself in it. It's on repeat at your house. You're replaying the video and over and over again of him saying, you know, when asked, do you still view Daniel Jones uh, the same way you did before the injury? And it's an immediate, yeah, yeah, of course I do. People get hurt in the NFL. It happens. Yeah, okay. People get hurt in the NFL. It transforms lives, as I just talked about. Of course people get hurt in the NFL. I know. But Daniel Jones gets hurt more than most. And Daniel Jones isn't everybody's franchise quarterback. You got to move on. And they're the sixth overall. They're in a position to to do it in a strong quarterback draft. And they got a coach and a GM who made their their jobs, made cut their teeth and, and got their job with the Giants based on trading up and drafting a quarterback and then developing him in Josh Allen up in Buffalo. So that's what I'm that's what I think the Giants should be focused on. Not whether Daniel Jones can come back healthy and what quarterback you bring in, maybe to just give him a game or two until Daniel Jones is healthy. What do you do for the future of this franchise? And now that we know for sure that this coach is in charge and he's the man, and if Wink Martindale needs to be gone because Brian Dable said so, then Wink Martindale needs to be gone because Brian Dable said so. So if he is the if he is the leader of this team and he is the man and you've made that decision, then give him what he does best and give him a quarterback to develop. Look what he did with Daniel Jones for one year. Look what he did. He turned Tommy DeVito into a household name. He created Tommy Cutlets. Imagine what he could do with one of these big-time quarterbacks coming out of the draft. I have to find out. I have to know. So I don't know what you have to do. That's what I'd be focused on if I'm Brian, if I'm Joe Shane right now. I am focused on how do I turn my sixth pick into a top-tier quarterback? Can I get it at six? And if not, how do I move up to take him? That's what I'd be focused on. Up until the moment it doesn't work out, and I'm picking sixth and all the quarterbacks are gone, 
I'm not saying force and reach for any quarterback. I need to have Brian Dable believe in him and 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 think that they can have. I'm not saying take anyone, but figure out which quarterback you love, how many you love, who you want to draft, who you're willing to draft, and then figure out how to get there from the sixth position. That's what they should be focused on right now. 877-337-6666. Adam and Roslin. What's up, Adam? T-Mac, you're, uh, you're doing great, man. You're on a heater with this Aaron Rodgers. I love it. Um, you couldn't be more spot on. Well, I you mean, he, me said, he set himself up with this. I mean, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm an Aaron Rodgers defender <laughs> on most nights. But, I mean, I don't know how you defend. I mean, come on. The guy, uh, the guy not- is literally the cause <laughs> of all the issues. Yeah, I'm not a defender. But you know what? Just in thinking about this Achilles, you know, it's kind of in a backwards way. It's the best thing that could have happened to him. You know, he bought himself a year to be king. He answers to nobody. He says what he wants. He does what he wants. He runs the show. He still has all of us kind of dreaming about what it what could right. have been and what will be. And in, in, and in some ways, in some ways, if he was successful, I think it's even better. But you're right; it's better than not playing well. If 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 you he would what? if he would have played I'm, and not I'm, played well, and the Jets wouldn't be winning the way they were expected, it's worse. That's true. Yeah. And I'm a skeptic that they'd be playing so well because I just am not really a believer, especially in his playoff performance, which is well, that's a different makes him one of the most overrated quarterbacks ever. Um, But anyway, I don't think he's one of the more overrated quarterbacks ever. He hasn't. He hasn't. He does have a Super Bowl. Granted, he's had good enough teams, and I don't even know how good the Packers are. Quite honestly, he's had teams in the playoffs winning enough games where he should have been to the Super Bowl and won more than he has. No doubt about it. but at the same time, I mean, he's own, he's won four MVPs. He's owned the the NFC North. I mean, he's been. I mean, he takes but them there yeah, every owning, year. They win a ton of games. Division, owning a division and winning one Super Bowl doesn't make you one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Yes, his MVPs are impressive on, at a personal level. It's not but personal. It's the win, game. It, I mean, no, I, I understand. What, I know it's it's all about winning in the postseason. I get it. It's all about. It's all we care about. I get it. That's how quarterbacks. And it's almost historic how bad he's been in the postseason. I don't think. No, his teams teams. have been bad too. It's not just him. I mean, he's had good receivers. He's had pretty good defenses. He's had awesome regular season records. He's had pretty good head coaches, and he goes to the playoffs and he talks and talks and he loses every single time except that one year. I, I, you know, it's funny, and just just to revert back to what you were talking about, that one moment kind of in time when things could have changed. I wonder what things would look like if the Jets just stuck with Mike White and this Aaron Rodgers thing never happened. And I don't know. I I mean, they'd be better. They'd be better, and there's a chance they'd be a playoff team, but they wouldn't be a Super Bowl contender the way they are with Aaron Rodgers. And I understand what you're saying. He's he's lost some games, no doubt. Um, I don't know how many. I mean, yeah, he's had Devontae Adams at times, but it's not like I don't ever. I never thought, other than maybe the year after they won the Super Bowl and they were fifteen and one, and the Giants ended up beating them in the playoffs. Besides that team, like if you look around, he's had years where his defense wasn't very good at all. And you know, Mike McCarthy. You, you said he had good head coaches. I mean, Mike McCarthy won, but and Mike McCarthy has now won with Dallas in the regular season. But I think a lot of people question how good of a coach Mike McCarthy is. Um, you know, I, I think Aaron Rodgers has been a great player week to week. Uh, yeah, the, in in the postseason, he hasn't performed as well, and his teams haven't performed as well as they should have. Uh, no question about it. In one game, the coach didn't trust him to go for it and kick the field goal. It made no sense. Uh, other games, right? Didn't um, his defense get absolutely torched, absolutely torched uh, by the 49ers? And 
I'm trying to think. I, th- I think it w- what's his name ran for like a million yards. Like he had a dominant game. So, I mean, there are times when the defense has let him down. I, but overall, I get it. I get it. He's not been as good. For for the level of quarterback he is, for the amount of winning he's done, divisions he's won, postseason appearances he's had, to only be to only get to one Super Bowl is not good enough. Totally agree. But at the same time, week to week, I think him and Peyton Manning are the best two regular season quarterbacks I've ever seen. And, I mean, I think the Jets would be winning. I do. I think the Jets would be winning. I can't, I, I can't imagine thinking they wouldn't. And they'd be better off with him than Mike White. He got hurt. He got hurt. And a lot of what he did hurt the team when he wasn't playing. The decisions to bring in Lazard, the decisions to do what he did, the decisions to talk on Pat McAfee, the decision to hang around and and, and constantly talk about his injury and, and, and all that, like all those things, the idea that he forced – Zach Wilson to be the backup. He didn't. He insisted on the team not going out and getting the quarterback. Again, we don't know all those things to be true. Uh, it feels that way, and a lot of people speculate that he had at least something to do with it. Like that all hurt the team. The plan that started that he talked about in interviews about him being here for a couple of years and then Zach Wilson taking the reins and the Jets having a an excellent quarterback situation for the next fifteen years was always stupid. And if that was part partially his plan, shame on him. And the idea that maybe he wanted to shake the idea that he wasn't a good, uh, you know, uh, elder statesman for some of his younger teammates, and that he didn't handle love with kid gloves, and he wanted to kind of shake that narrative by being the hero of Zach Wilson—that's shame on him. And it hurt this team this year. It made them worse to have Aaron Rodgers hurt and to do all the things they did for Aaron Rodgers and to have him not play made them worse. But that doesn't change the fact that they are far better if he does play. That's the best case scenario. There's no better case scenario for the New York Jets. Not Mike White, not Derek Carr for sure. There was no better option. And you mentioned, you know, what's what's owning a division? What's owning a division? I understand he only won one Super Bowl. The Jets don't win divisions. What they win how many times have they won the division in their history? Three, four times max? They haven't been to the playoffs in 13 years. I mean, this is this is the this is the best quarterback the franchise has ever had. You got you gotta see it through. He's a peacock. You gotta let him shine on this one. You just got to. You don't everyone you sold your soul for for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, okay. You don't give up on it after a year. You don't sell your you don't sell your soul and then never let the devil do the work for you. You got to let him work. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left it is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 427. McMonagle here with you. So the last caller just threw out something that uh, I really feel that people just, you know, say because Aaron Rodgers hasn't won 
more than one Super Bowl. And for someone as great as Aaron Rodgers and all his MVPs, that he's just he stinks in the postseason. And it's just not true. He hasn't won totally fair, but his teams have scored less than 20 points just once. His most recent loss against uh, Jimmy G and the 49ers in uh, December, uh, in January of 22, he lost 10 to three, uh, 10 to 13, excuse me, uh, 13 to 10. I'm just, I'm putting their number first. I hate when I do that, but I was just doing it because that's the team we're talking about. Anyway, other than that, he scored over 20 points. He has scored in some of his losses, like his, um, in 2009, he lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Remember that game, the the walk off fumble uh, touchdown, right? The defense he actually gets fumbled and, and uh, gets sacked and loses the game. He scored forty five points. He lost fifty one to forty five. He threw for four hundred and twenty three yards. Then the next year he wins the Super Bowl. Then he loses twenty to thirty seven. He throws for two sixty four two touchdowns. The next year after that against San Francisco, he loses. 45-31, to 31. I think that's the game maybe Kaepernick went absolutely nuts and ran for all those yards and went nuts. 26-39, uh, uh, for 39, 66 percentage, 257, uh, nine, uh, two touchdowns, one pick. Yeah, and Kaepernick had 180 yards rushing. So his defense gave up 45 points. You're seeing a trend? He gave up, his defense gave up 31 against the Arizona Cardinals in 09, gave up 37 uh, to the Giants the year after the Super Bowl when they were the 15-1 and team. Gave up 45 to San Francisco. Like His defense let him down in the playoffs. Now, should he rise above? Yeah, I mean, that's what great players do. But he's consistently played well in the postseason. He beat Dallas 316 yards uh, in uh, in 2015. Like, he, he, he consistently... If you look at all his numbers, 362 passing yards, 355 passing yards, 287, 243, 362, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, like every game. Like if you go through him almost every game, he has been a pretty good postseason performer. He hasn't won. I don't think he's had, obviously, the coaches of, of certain, like, you know, he hasn't had Bill Belichick in his corner, and his defenses have let him down consistently. Like the game against Tampa, the, the game I mentioned where they his, his LaFleur kicks the field goal, they lose 31-26. He throws for 346 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. You look at that game, he was better than Tom Brady in that game. I know Fliegelman's been on this forever. I don't understand why, like, People can't understand how good this guy is. I understand he hasn't won enough Super Bowls. And there are bad games mixed in. I think if you play enough postseason games, there are bad games. His defense has given up tons of points. He gave up 51 in his first playoff start, right? Uh, I don't think he played in the, the 2007. No, the 2000s, he was on the team. That was that was Favre against the Giants. So his first playoff start, they gave up 51 points. Like he, Then he wins the Super Bowl. They give up 37 points, 45 points, you know, 31 points. Like they're week in, year in and year out, his defense has not been as good as people think just because just because they won a lot of games and won the division, a lot of times that's him carrying lesser teams to those records. So also the great NFC championship game against the Seahawks when right. he left the field with four minutes and a 12-point lead, and then when he got the ball back, they were losing. They gave a touchdown, onside kick, kick, touchdown. touchdown. 
He got the ball back with a minute and a half, drove them down the field for the game-tying field goal. Seahawks won the toss in overtime, scored, and he never saw the ball again. Yeah. He's been a much – it's just a rote thing because he hasn't won a championship. Or he hasn't won more than one, excuse me. So it's that, oh, he's a terrible postseason performer. He has not been a terrible postseason performer. He's not been one of the greats. He's not Joe Montana. He's not Tom Brady. That's fair. He's he's every bit those guys during the regular season. He has not been in them in the postseason. I, I guess ultimately that's fair. But it's not like he's been the reason that his team has never gotten back to a Super Bowl. He also hasn't even been like another all-time great. Peyton Manning, a lot of his teams that had these high-powered offense yeah. didn't then score in the postseason. Right, That wasn't even the case with Rodgers' teams. It was just that their defenses, especially in the early part of his Packers tenure, yeah. outside of the even the Giants game. Yeah. The Giants scored 37 points in that game. Yep. The Packers gave up you know, the Hail Mary. Hail Mary at the half, yeah. The defenses were getting obliterated year after year after year. No, totally true. I think it's just a myth because he dragged them to such great records and division titles that people just assume, oh, look at that great team he had. They should have won more in the playoffs. And and granted, look, I'm not completely saying, hey, it's not on him. He should you he's he's a good enough player. Just by chance and playing in all these postseasons, he should have figured out a way to get back to another Super Bowl. I'm not saying you can't hold him accountable to that on some level. But people just throw out not a very good postseason player. He like <clears throat> like the same like you mentioned Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning earned that moniker for a while until he actually won, and then even a second Super Bowl, we know he was along for the ride. But I don't think that's I. I think it's more fair with Peyton Manning than it is with with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been a good, solid, very good postseason performer. He's been a little bit better in the regular season, but I think that's to be expected. You don't, you know, you're playing the best teams in the playoffs, and he's lost games where his defense has been just absolutely demolished, and he's lost games where he's played better than the opposing quarterback. Again, he was better than Tom Brady in that game. I mean, that's the most recent the the disaster, and let's be fair, that was a disaster against San Francisco at home to lose to Jimmy Garoppolo 13-10 is a disaster. But if you want to go back to that Tampa Bay game, where Tom Brady beat him on his way to his seventh Super Bowl championship. I mean, he he went 33 for 48, completing 68, 68.75% of his passes. He threw for 346 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, and had a 101.6 uh, QB rating. I mean, I don't know what you want from the guy. Against the Tampa Bay Buck team that absolutely demolished uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. He threw for 346 yards and three touchdowns against a team that that couldn't that that didn't allow Patrick Mahomes to do anything in the Super Bowl, where he was literally throwing while he was horizontal. I think it's way overblown. You're talking about Jet fans. You might be pissed, and you might not like the nonsense, and you might not like all the rhetoric, and you might not like the stories that come out of it, and you might not like the idea that he's become the de facto GM, owner, head coach, offensive coordinator. I get it. But don't for a second mistake it. You have one of the great quarterbacks who's ever played the game, and next year, I still expect him to be somewhat close to that. He's two years removed from an MVP. 
I got a tweet earlier in the day. You act like you act like the Jets have a 30-year-old Aaron Rodgers. They don't need a 30-year-old Aaron Rodgers. He won the MVP at 38. They need a 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers. And we'll see if a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers is that. I still think he can be. I think this team is good enough. I think this team won seven games with the worst quarterback situation in the NFL. I think they could be a two, two or three more games better with Aaron Rodgers looking to compete this weekend. That's what I think. And I think rather easily. Dwight Nasbury Park. What's up, Dwight? Uh, yes. Uh, um, Wink Martindale. Yeah, um, Wink um, Martindale, yes. Yeah, his um, scheme, his scheme on defense, it reminds me of, of the scheme that um, – Dick LeBeau rapping Pittsburgh, the fire zone blitz scheme, right. where they would get guys on um, defensive linemen to drop off in their pass yes. coverage and have um, linebackers blitz the quarterback. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think you're right. They, the one that he did, he led this giant team leads the NFL in two things defensively turnovers, which is excellent, and blitzing. Those are the things that Wink Martindale does. He, he absolutely blitzes a lot. And I think that's part of the reason. Now, again, uh, the offense, the I keep saying when I see the O, I say offense. The outside linebacker coach, uh, Drew Wilkins, um, was fired, and that was the beginning of the end, or the 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 straw that broke the camel's back to fire him. Um, if you look at the outside linebackers, if you look at the pass rush that they get, I mean, Tibbs should be doing more. Like I, that's the one thing I'll say about. Uh, and you're right, Dwight, and thank you for the call. The one thing I'll say about a Wink Martindale defense is that, you know, he doesn't put. Like, they drafted, like, if I'm Joe Shane, like, for example, if I'm Joe Shane, and I draft with the fifth overall pick, a, an edge pass rusher in Kayvon Thibodeau, and then I put him in a defensive scheme where he's dropping back way too much, and he's not pinning his ears back, and his his number one tool and his number one, you know, uh, objective on the defense is not to get after the quarterback, I'm kind of pissed off. Like, I don't understand the usage to the point, like, we were having discussions at the beginning of the year calling him a bust. I was. I know Sal and BD were. Like, it, it felt like he's not making an impact on the game. And we were getting all the stuff from, you know, Carl Banks, and we were getting it from Wink Martindale, and we were getting it from other people who who are around the team and and, and understand the scheme that Wink Martindale was presenting Kayvon Thibodeau with, like, you don't understand. He's doing everything he's asked. He's, you know, and then we're hearing he's a football savant and he he understands the game at such a high level and this and that. And that's fine. And this year he did. He got his fair share of sacks. The first guy under Wink Martindale to get double-digit sacks. But if I draft a pass rusher, if this team in particular has won its Super Bowls, getting after the quarterback, I want to have a, a guy who rushes the passer on a more frequent basis and is asked to def- to drop back in in you know in coverage a hell of a lot less than I see Kayvon Thibodeau. And that's not to say that I don't want Wink Martindale back and I'm glad he's gone. I'm not. But that is one aspect of the team that I'm actually a little bit looking forward to, the idea of actually seeing if I put Thibodeau in that kind of situation, can he get after the passer and win more? And although he had decent sack numbers, like you look at it, and again, I I, I just I got this from um, the guys who do talking uh, Giants for John Boy. The outside linebacker pass rush, their mar, their their win rate on the pass rush, 
out of 78 outside linebackers in the NFL, Thibodeau ranks 71st, Aziz Ojaleri ranks 76th, and Ward ranks 78th. You are talking about the bottom end of winning the pass rush from the outside linebacker position. So do, do I think that Drew Wilkins deserved to be fired? I don't know. But what I do know is if Brian Dable decided he did, then he's the head coach. And if that's going to piss off Wink Martindale, then Brian Dable's got to do what he's got to do. And you know what? Does it put more pressure on him to go out there and be right and win next year? Or just win overall and, and get the defense a legitimate coordinator and not take a major step back defensively? Yeah, of course. It does. But I'd rather have a head coach that does it his way and embraces the challenge and embraces the pressure as opposed to just going, well, listen, I'll just I'll take a seat back and let Wink do it. Or I'm not going to step on Wink's toes. It is what it is. He believes in what he believes in, and he's out there, you know, is he feisty? Is he? Can he be difficult to work with? Sure. You think Bill Belichick's easy to work for? I doubt it. I mean, he drives his son crazy to the point he gets that ridiculous haircut. I'm sure it's it's very difficult to work for him. The only people who are willing to do it are Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. And, and, uh, and O'Brien. That's about it. I have no problem. I, I really don't. I, I, I respect it in some ways. This is Dable's team. And it's up to him to make sure it's it, it, it sinks or swims. And for me, the, I think it all comes back to the quarterback. It's crazy. Maybe I'm just so I'm so focused on the quarterback. But when I saw this, and I almost I I was going to tweet it out, and then I got busy with the maniacs. But this is Dable's team. And when I saw what he did here, and when I saw that you know he's he I, it, to me it feels like Dable wanted him out. And if he's going to do that and put the pressure on him, and this is his team, then I want to do what Brian Dable does best and develop a young quarterback. That's why he got this job. That's what he, That's his resume in the NFL. And as we watch Josh Allen yet again win another division title and, and come from behind at 6-6 six and six to go on a run and beat the Dolphins the last game of the year and win the division again and, and, and be responsible for more touchdowns than any other player in the NFL, Think about who helped him get there. And he's currently the head coach of the New York Giants. I want to see that. I don't want to see Daniel Jones. I don't. I don't want to see meaningless wins at the end of the year go 6-11. and 11. I want to be the team that wins the division every year. It hasn't happened in the NFC in 18 years. It's been 18 years since you had repeat division champions. I want to. I want the Giants to own this division, and I'm sorry, but you're not going to do it with an injury-prone Daniel Jones. You you've got to find a difference maker. They have the sixth pick. It's a quarterback-heavy draft, and they have the perfect coach to do it. Go do it. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. All right. Bum, bum. No diggity, no doubt. 448. 
How are we doing? 877-337-6666. We're going with you for a few more minutes. This is the warm-up show. They'll come your way then. I got to see if I can sneak in. Too late now. By the time I got to talk to Al about this show. I got to text Gio. Gio also said something to me. He had something about Trapped in Paradise. I got to get that out of him. I forgot to ask him about that. Anyway, now I'm just talking to myself, but you're here, so that was awkward. Let's get back to your phone calls, 877-337-6666. For the last few minutes, uh, we try and call it rapid fire, but we need more than just Richard. So what's up, Richard? Hey, listen, I'm calling about you act like Aaron Rodgers is a messiah. He's been a great quarterback his entire career, and, and he's still a pretty good quarterback, I'm sure. Well, okay, but That's but what I said. It's more, it's more than just a quarterback, okay? It's about a team a team thing. Prime example, I'm a big Cleveland Browns fan, okay? okay. They they played five quarterbacks this year. Yep. They lost one of the best running backs in the NFL, yep. okay? Plus they lost half their line, okay? And they're mm-hmm. going into the into the AFC playoffs, yep. okay? Done an incredible in the job, hard, yeah. In the hardest division, in the hardest division in the NFL, okay? So mm-hmm. it's about coaching. It's about team. It's not just about one player. So the reason Aaron acts the way he does is because New York media makes him out to be the next coming of the Messiah. So I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, that's fair. The Browns have done a great job. Uh, the, they've done a, a really nice job this year to win 11 games, and we'll see how far Joe Flacco takes them. But does that that doesn't change the fact that Aaron Rodgers is a, a great quarterback who changes things when you what? talk about like you don't you don't think he changes things he changes things what absolutely uh, I mean he's so, only one peak he's only one peak I I, on I understand that but I mean let's so is Tom Brady and the Bucks were a team that uh, you know Jamison Winston threw forty interceptions and they missed the playoffs but they had good talented wide receiver they had a good defense and Tom Brady went there and won a Super Bowl like All the right. Jets I, the Jets I have a, I, he, I don't disagree he's only one I don't player the Jets with that. Well, that's what I'm saying I think. I, I, think I, one, I think the think Jets. One player could change the entire team. Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I think this one player makes such a difference with this team. I think this team is still pretty good. I think the defense is pretty good. I think they have a wide, they have a number okay. one wide receiver and they have a running back who are absolute studs. They need to they need to improve their offensive line. They need another weapon or two. But they won seven games with Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, and and Trevor Simeon. Okay. Okay. I think they win. I think they win another two or three games with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, let's just look at the last five games they won. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, let's just, uh, or, or the uh, or the last five games they played. Okay, they went three and two, correct? And and two and the only two good teams they played, they got blown out, basically blown out by the Cleveland Browns and by uh, uh, can't think of the other team right now. I'm sorry. The Dolphins, thirty to nothing. The Dolphins, okay, thirty to nothing. And the Browns blew them out. And the Browns took their, their starters out, and they scored uh, yeah. two quick touchdowns. Otherwise, what, they were point? totally blown out. My point is, the season was over; part, it was dead. Like, let me ask you a question: When they Matt, couldn't, so, 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 what are you saying? So, the season was over with, with those games left, yeah. and the team quit. So, that's great coaching. No, I'm the, not, who said it's great coaching? Uh, no, well, I agree. You, with you were saying the season was over. Yes. Okay. So you're saying like they weren't trying? Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, I'm saying yeah. I'm saying the defense had a miserable day, and I think they made business decisions against the Browns. Yes, I do. No, you you, you said earlier in, the, in your in your broadcast that yes, uh, uh, the Jets gave up. Yes, That's basically what you said. That's the same okay? thing. Business so the, decisions so, so, gave so, up. Yeah. So, so let me just tell you, in my opinion, that's a coaching problem. That's and part, the NFL that's part of the coaching the problem. Thing, yeah. And one of the biggest things in the NFL is coaching. Agreed. For example, I'm a Browns fan. But I'll tell you right now, 
one of the greatest organizations I've seen in the past 20 years has been the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Who I, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm a big, you know, I don't, I don't like that team. But of you know course. what? That that team wins. That team wins no matter what, what what goes on. And that's a team that hasn't had a quarterback. Uh, wanna... Well, I mean, they had Ben Roethlisberger. Well, after, after, yeah, they, after, they haven't had a good quarterback. Not okay. every quarterback they've played has been better than the quarterbacks I, the Jets I, played. But okay, I, I, my personal opinion: one of the biggest moves Pittsburgh Steelers could make next year is is draft a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't care about I, the Pittsburgh. Not, no, uh, we're no, not talking. I'm not. I don't want to talk about. We're not talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, Richard. I don't. I don't care about what the Pittsburgh Steelers need to do. What I'm telling you is, I'm sorry. Like I, I don't care what you say. If 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 Aaron Rodgers was the was the quarterback of this team, they do not lose to the Patriots fifteen to ten. They do not lose that game against the Chiefs twenty three to twenty. They do not lose to the Chargers. They do not lose to the Raiders. They do not lose to the Falcons. This is a playoff team with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not. They won seven games this year with the quarterback situation they had and the coach they had. You want to bring up the one game against the Browns when the season was over and they made business decisions? Yeah. Do I think Salah's a great head coach? No. No one's saying that, but I don't, I'm not acting like he's the the Messiah and they won't lose a game. What I'm saying is, is watch this team, watch how the quarterback played, and tell me they wouldn't have won more games. They would have won more games. They would have won a bunch of more games. They wouldn't have lost to the Patriots. The Patriots were awful all year long. They wouldn't have lost to the Falcons 13-8. to They wouldn't have lost to the Raiders 16-12. to they wouldn't have been blown out by the miserable L.A. Chargers at home. They just wouldn't have been. You could say whatever you want. You could say it's about team and it's about this and it's about that. Yeah, and, and go on and on about how great the, 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 the Cleveland Browns are. What a nice year they have. You want to talk about team building and coaching and winning and use the Cleveland Browns as an example? Thank God you picked the right year in the last 30. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL. He is a proven winner. He is a Super Bowl champion, and he is an absolute Hall of Famer. They were playing some of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Plain and simple. They were playing one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL every single week. And their defense consistently, and you're right, not in the Browns game, and yes, that's an indictment on the head coach, but their off their defense consistently shut down the opposing team and the opposing quarterback. They are a better football team with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's a stretch. And if you look at the landscape of the AFC, I'm sorry. Can I think they could be a playoff team? They are literally they won 7 games. They won seven games. You don't think they would have won nine or ten with Aaron Rodgers? Right. Everyone was so gung-ho on what Mike White could be for the Jets, but nobody wants to believe it with Aaron Rodgers. That's true. I, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand why people, you know, why you want to hate on them. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. 
And I'm not saying he turns. The, I'm not saying he puts them in the Super Bowl, but he takes a seven-win team with the worst quarterback situation and makes them a nine-ten win team. Easy this year, easy, and probably better than that. And he probably beats your Browns. Eric and Ron Conkoma, what's up, Eric? Yeah, hey, see, man. Sorry for the late call, but uh, look, the, the only thing I'm just going to throw out as far as this, what you were just saying. I'm not saying you're completely wrong about you know the the record being different, but here's what I do have to say. Uh, I, I can almost guarantee, though, if Rodgers is playing those games, other things are going to be different about there. I can't guarantee the record will be different because just just assuming that Rodgers is playing, it doesn't mean everything else in those games plays out exactly as they did. No, I, other things, I, I, the schemes and other things. So I can't look. I he's obviously a better talent, and, and you would assume that the record would be better. But I can't automatically assume that that they're going to win four more games. Other things would have transpired. During the scheme of the game, that might have affected. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I understand your point. We don't know the 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 fallacy of the predetermined outcome. Sure, a butterfly flaps its wings uh, in, in you know at, at the in New York, and there's a, a tidal wave in Thailand. I understand. I I, <laughs> I, I I don't know exactly, you know what would have happened. I wouldn't bet my life on it. But I'm sorry. I mean, come on, guys. Are you telling me that you don't think that they beat the Patriots? You think they continue to lose 15 to 10 to the Patriots? Or whatever it was. I had to score up a bomb. I thought that's what it was. There, I'm right. You think they lose to the Raiders? They don't lose those games with Aaron Rodgers. They don't. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. They might lose in the playoffs. I'm not saying they're better than the Ravens. I'm not saying they're definitely better than the Bills. I'm not saying they definitely win the division. I'm saying they're a better team and they're a playoff caliber team with Aaron Rodgers as opposed to the worst quarterbacks. And and I'm sorry, don't give me Rudolph. Don't give me anybody who's playing for uh, Pittsburgh. All of them are better than Zach Wilson. All of them. They are a far better team with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not, I'm not saying much. This isn't, this isn't, I'm not going out on a limb here. Aaron Rodgers does nothing but win. I know last year he didn't play that well. They had a down year. Things weren't right in Green Bay. They're a far better team. They are a winning winning football team. Everybody thought so going into the year. Everybody thought Mike White would lead them. Aaron Rodgers with this Jet team is a winning team. Uh, Not a Super Bowl winning team. I don't know. I think they could be, but I'm not saying they will be. They will. Be, I think they will be a playoff team. This defense, if they add, they improve the offensive line a little bit, and they go out and get another offensive weapon, they are going to be a playoff team as long as he stays healthy. Maury and Belmore. Uh, Maury, I'm sorry, man. Uh, tonight, tonight is your night, bro. Night, bro. What do you night, want to bro. say about the Yankees, real quick? One word. <laughs> tonight is your night, bro. That's All right, tonight got. is your night, bro. I thought I had time, Maury. Thank you guys for calling. Thank you for the listening. Fliegelman, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll catch you tomorrow as well. Midnight, five-hour midnight ride. Again on Wednesday, again on Thursday, again on Friday. How lucky are you? But everybody, enjoy your Tuesday. The warm-up show comes next. Let's go out and figure out a way to draft that quarterback. Maybe there'll be some baseball news. We'll have the we'll have reaction. Uh, we'll get to watch a basketball game. Knicks Portland. They go to take on. Make sure they don't lose with this new trade. They're a brand new team. We'll talk about that plus more tomorrow midnight. See you then. Sports Radio 1019 FM. WFAA.